Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hello and welcome to the Tracy Sandler Show brought to you by FIVO. We've had a couple of weeks off because I got a little post-Super Bowl break, but we are back with an all-star guest, the incomparable, the amazing, the incredible Tim Kawakami of The Athletic. We're big on intros here. It's yeah. kind of our thing. So how did that one fare up? Yeah, I think, you know what, well, you could have gotten a little bigger with it. You could have, you know, <laughs> a little bit more propped up because my ego needs a little little more than that. But uh, I do appreciate it, Tracy, the incom- incomparable, uh, <laughs> amazing, whatever, on and on and on, Tracy Sandler. Also Thank prognosticator. You. I mean, we could say, like, prognosticator. We'll see what <laughs> I got, happens I get today. In trouble with the, I get in trouble with those sometimes, though, Tracy. But well, let's see what happens today because you may end up being fully psychic. I mean, there's, like, a lot of things uh, for those those of you who have missed it, Tim Kawakami had said that by the end of the month, the Niners would trade quarterback Jimmy Garoppolo. It is February 28th. I know, Tim, you you felt that maybe the end of the month was a little soon. <laughs> yeah. I kind of – can I admit something to you that I have Please. not uh, 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 previously? I kind of misread. I thought we're more like still like – more towards mid-February when I wrote uh-huh. that, thinking there were a couple weeks. And I wrote it and I tweeted and people were like, Kawagami says by end of like next week, they're gonna try like, whoa, did I say that? And I went, Oh, oh yeah, the calendar does say that I said that. You know how it gets. We lose track of what day it is, right? We lose yes. track of where we are in the month, where we are I so I might have recalibrated that even within the column if I had actually like looked at the at the uh, calendar, but okay, let, let's just be sensible at 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 the combine that's where they have meetings that's where they have talks that's where the 49ers mm-hmm. almost once traded jim harbaugh at the combine right. years ago so and and i have since heard let's just put it this way from people who would know that it's you know the conversations are going to get serious this week now if they don't get serious this week if the 49ers don't get an offer don't get into a conversation that they think is great it could take longer than this but for every practical matter i think they want this taken care of certainly Jimmy Garoppolo wants this taken care of. And uh, you would imagine if you're a team and you're kind of, you know, trying to figure out where you want to be with a quarterback, you want to take care of. Look, look at the previous quarterback trades, you know, other than Darnold, which was right at the draft, and Darnold is not in this category. But the Matt Stafford deal very early uh, a year ago, mm-hmm. January of a year ago. Uh, Carson Wentz, also a January trade last year. When you're setting your team up, you kind of want to know who the quarterback is before you go into free agency. You want set up, you want, okay, here's how we're planning. You don't want to get the quarterback with, you know, in the context of why you're getting it. Like, that doesn't mm-hmm. make sense. So that was the gist of what I was predicting. I just miscalculated where I was in what time, the calendar. Uh, but I'll, I'll still go with that. The feeling of it was it's it's more important to be faster than to try to, you know, squeeze every last piece of value you can out of Jimmy Garoppolo. And I don't know that that would work anyway. I think they will Mm -hmm. establish a value for him very quickly and then they make the move or they don't make the move. And, you know, I I would guess something is done by the end of this week or else it could take a lot longer than that. And it it does behoove everybody for them to get it done much faster than it would be to just go into March, go into free agency, go into all – it gets too complicated. Figure out what the value is. And if you've got to, like, take less than you think that you want – then you have to do that because I don't know that waiting is going to get them much more. No, I don't think so either. And I will say in fairness to you, if you were any other month, 
you yeah, would have been right. It's just that like, February's you know, you have like two to three days. more days. I might, so. I might have like looked at like it's February, you know, what 18th. Of course, it's two more weeks left until the, like, no, it's like 10 days. So but this it's a weird you know. month. I think we all yeah. I forget that. Thank you, Tracy. You're, you're, Thank you, you're Tracy, welcome. As always. Here to help. Thank you. Here to help. Uh, uh, but, but I, I, I do think I do think, yeah, the it just just to imagine my shock when I'm thinking it's two weeks and then everyone's <laughs> tweeting out, Kawagami says in a week. It's like, what the hell? We're not that but I'll take it. I accept it. Uh, I'll just go with the logic over the exact actual actual wording of what I said. It's gonna happen faster than it's gonna, you know, then. Dude, March 20th. What are the foreigners going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo? I think that would be a problem for everybody. Nobody wants that. And you're right. They're not going to get more value out of him by waiting you know, two more weeks. The value is going to be what it's going to be. And I would almost think they're going to have more value out of him by doing it sooner rather than later in yeah, some ways. I mean, it just, yeah, that's what happened with Alex Smith trade. Uh, when foreigners traded him to Kansas City, like the Chiefs really wanted him. They just said, okay, we got to do it now. Boom, boom. It was like, that was a January trade. That was just certainly before the combine. Like, here's what it is, a two and a conditional two, boom. Like, if a, t- if a team really wants Jimmy Garoppolo, they're going to be able to make the deal now. Again, what the what the exact terms are going to be, I, I've been hardline on this. I said there was no way they're getting a first-round pick for him. I'm pretty, I am pretty confident in that one. Mm-hmm. And I don't think it's going to be a second-round pick. It's certainly not a second-round pick this year. It's just yeah. not the shape of the way these trades happen. And I took a lot of heat for that. That's fine. I take heat. But – I, I think the value is a mid-round pick plus another mid-round pick. I really do. And, and I've gotten some pushback from, let's say, important people on that since I wrote that, <laughs> which is fine. They, they might think they can get more. But I don't know that that's what – I think if they could have, they would have already gotten it because somebody yeah. would have said, we got to have this guy. We need to start our offseason by trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. What's it going to take? And that did not happen. Clearly it has not happened yet. True, because it's not exactly a secret that they were going to be trading (laughs) for Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that was pretty clear on March 25th of 2021 that they would be trading for Jimmy Garoppolo. So uh, I You you still have these little, you know, Adam Schefter, there's no lock, and you hear hear other things. I heard Greg Papa talking about a little this morning, you know, they still... That that's negotiation talk. It would be totally. crazy, you know. It would be crazy to have Jimmy Garoppolo and Trey Lance back on the team next season. It would be crazy. Every day would be a you know. I'm not saying they're problematic guys. They both did last year very well together in a in a tough situation. Can you imagine trying to do that for two two for two no, years? No, it would be terrible for everybody. It would be terrible for the team. It would be terrible for Jimmy Garoppolo. And I do think the 49ers have more respect for Jimmy Garoppolo yes. than that. And I, I think it's just bad for everyone involved. It was it worked one year. It's not going to work two. And yeah, I think that would be just awful. It was and it was borderline not working last season, by the way, when they were three and five. <laughs> so that's true. Uh, you know, they they made the calculated gamble. Both guys held up their their you know their end. Mm-hmm. And now it's time for the 49ers to hold up their end, which is to move Jimmy Garoppolo and and give the team over to Trey Lance. Now, if Trey Lance isn't ready, that's a whole other thing. And and I don't believe that either. Like, I don't think anyone can make that determination. They traded three first-round picks for him. He better be mm-hmm. able to play at some point. Mm-hmm. And sitting him for another year is not going to make him – why is he not ready theoretically now? It's because he hasn't played in a year. Right. And then not playing him for another year is going to make him that much better? Like, like these things – don't all connect to me. I, I I understand why people are saying them, but I happen to think Trey Lance is going to be pretty good, and it's going to be he's going to be pretty good pretty fast, and is only going to get better. And this was this was underlined to me. I'll put it this way: that's why they made the trade is to play Absolutely. Trey Lance in 2022. Jimmy Garoppolo they kept like from the beginning, right? We all know her when they made the trade for the pick. 
Jimmy Garoppolo is going to play another year. Like they had already budgeted it. They had already planned for it. Mm -hmm. They did not budget it for it. And they did not plan for it this year. Trey Lance, by every indication, is going to be their starting quarterback in 2022. Well, and you don't make that trade to sit him two years. You make that trade and sit away, but you don't you don't trade away all those picks to do that. And of course, and the thing is, the whole he's not ready discussion. It's February of 2022. Maybe he's not ready to start a game next weekend, but I have no doubt that he will be ready in September. Will there be growing pains? I'm sure, but I agree with you. I think Trey is going to be a very good quarterback. I think we saw such a jump from the first start to the second start. So imagine an entire off season of first team reps and some preseason work, and then he gets out there. I really. Don't think it'll be an issue. And I also do not think they made that trade. If they didn't think he could be ready in 2022, they weren't trading everything away because they had someone that they, at least a known entity that they could deal with. Yeah. If he's not ready, that's more on them than it is on him because this oh, yeah. is, this is, you had, you had your choice, right? You, it could have been a lot of different people there. Mac Jones, you could Justin Fields, I mean, we've gone through, we know the list. And if you take somebody with that move and he's not ready to play, a year later, that's more on them, in my opinion, than it would be on him. And and I, I've got no indication, by the way, no indication of any of this. My, my indication is that people really like Trey in, in the mm-hmm. manners, like beyond just as a, the future, beyond just as a draft pick, that they like him. And I think he gained stature in that locker room with the way he handled the situation. I don't, he wasn't exerting pressure on them. He wasn't, you know, there were no signs of he was like, you know, angry at the situation or or, you know, trying to connive the way to the way to, to, to undercut Jimmy Garoppolo. In fact, he supported Jimmy Garoppolo. So mm-hmm. uh, he said Jimmy Garoppolo is one of his best friends. Best friends. And I don't think Jimmy <laughs> didn't quite say it that way, but that's OK. <laughs> uh, that's fine. And that's what, you know, again, I, I, I thought Garoppolo, by the way, was great with the media all last season. That's he know, was. It doesn't count for this, but he was honest. Like we know Jimmy had been bland a nice guy, but he'd been very bland that that New England bland for a couple of years. Last season, he just came out firing, swearing, mm-hmm. which is we all enjoy, of course, but just mm-hmm. off the cuff and like, you know, just saying interesting things and not saying just PRBS. Like he was saying what he thought, you know, not in a machine gun way and Mm-mm. you know blasting everybody, but just you, just you knew what he was thinking. And we all knew that that Rams NFC championship game was going to be his last game as a 49er quarterback. And he comes out there and basically says this is his last game as a 49er yeah. quarterback. Uh, I respect that. That's why he's respected in the locker room. Uh, that's why there will be big shoes to fill for Trey Lance. But I also think that he is he is uh, more than capable of filling them. Well, and that brings up an interesting point because I think uh, one of the things that will be interesting, and I think Trey Lance is up for the challenge, and I think the seeds have very much been planted, but you did have a Jimmy Garoppolo who is loved and beloved in that locker room. And that, aside from the on-field play, which – I think we all have a lot of confidence in Trey Lance. Well, by we all, the two people on this podcast right now. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, we all have a lot of confidence. Everybody, the royal we. Every, the ro- everybody, the royal, the royal we. we. Yeah. But, you know, there's also a, a leadership side of it and there's a taking over a team side of it. And I think it's something that I, I've found to be kind of will be an interesting storyline. But I think if anyone is up for the challenge, it is Trey Lance. And I think he's been set up for success by himself. Like he set himself up. I think Jimmy Garoppolo set Trey up in that way by handling th- the way things the way that he did, and that locker room kind of set that up. Uh, but that is going to be something that's interesting to watch the next year because it'll be a different style, uh, not better or worse. It'll just be different. Football may be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props 
to where the next fired coach is going to land, Bet Online is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. Head over to the website or use your mobile devices to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code BELIEVE to get started. And it's not just basketball. Bet Online is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds right to the Olympic coverage. It's the best in the business. From sports right down to your favorite Vegas casino games, Bet Online is your number one online wagering destination. Bet Online, the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports and play your favorite games. Bet Online, where the game starts. I guess we could start by saying it's not like he's replacing an all pro quarterback. And I don't want right. to be mean about this, but there were reasons why they traded for Trey Lance in the first place. Mm-hmm. And for all of Jimmy Garoppolo's successes, of which there were many and should be lauded for and shall forever be remembered for some of those tight wins, um, didn't come up so huge at the end of some big games. And in fact, I think Kyle Shanahan, and Kyle doesn't love when I say this, but like was game planning around his quarterback in a lot of games. Mm-hmm. We saw it mm-hmm. uh, and scored what did, did not score a touchdown, offensive touchdown in the Green Bay game. They still win. And, and I give him credit for this. He, he marched them down for the, for the field goal that, that won it. But there's still room. There's a lot of room there for, for Trey Lance to get to performance-wise. Mm-hmm. You know, leadership, I, you know, I, I don't know that he's going to top Jimmy Garoppolo, but he could come close. But just physical skills, uh, you know, ability to extend plays, ability to, to, to get the ball downfield. These are things they wanted. They did not mm-hmm. have from Jimmy Garoppolo. They did very well with this limited set of things they could do with him. And that's to their credit and that's to his credit. They kind of mm-hmm. kind of like that. Like you, we got this little window, and I'm going to just figure out 17 different ways to throw this pass, that pass over the middle. Like that's the one he's really good at. I'm going to figure mm-hmm. out a way to get to it, and he did. Um, Trey Lance is going to the, the, the options are way, you know the drop down menu is mm-hmm. 18 things long instead of three, and uh, that that should show itself. I think it did show itself certainly in the preseason, a couple plays here or there in the two and a half games that he played in the regular season. Uh, and I think that's players react to that too, right? I mean, they, they react mm-hmm. to what they see on the field. They react to what they see on the practice field. They see, re- react to, you know, are they winning games? So that's what it's going to hold things. Mean. Jimmy won them games. I mean, yeah. uh, NFL source talked, you know, I just said, hey, what would you do if the Fortnite's? This is just a couple of days ago. He said, I might keep Garoppolo. They win, they win games with him. Like, that does matter, right? I mean, of course, absolutely. Are not At the a, end of the day, that's yeah, it. <laughs> wins are not a quarterback stat, right? We hear that's analytics. I understand that. But, it is a difference when they almost always win with Jimmy Garoppolo and almost lose when they don't have Jimmy Garoppolo. Like that, that's, I understand that sensibility. I don't argue it. There's just more there. There's more there on the field for the quarterback to do. Could also mean more screw ups. Could also mean, you know, the offense gets out of kilter a little bit. And that's certainly possible with a young quarterback. But I just think the expansion of the options. It's going to be notable. It's going to be notable from the f- moment that he's QB1 in training mm-hmm. camp or maybe even OTAs, and the locker room will respond to that. And they've known. They've had a year to get you ready, Trace. They had a year to get ready for this, right? <laughs> like, exactly. Like, and like I said, the seeds have been planted, and I think everyone <laughs> did their part and wanted the transition to be smooth, hey, and everybody made what it. What is this Trey Lance guy doing here? What's he, what the hell is he starting with the quarter? What the hell happened here? Are you Trey Lance? Are you the guy we've been hearing so much about? I'm going to ask you a question that I did not plan on asking you, 
but you just said something that sparked it. So get excited. Mm -hmm. But you just said, obviously, you know, you think Kyle maybe liked it a little bit. Like, what can I do with this, with this limited, all the things, my ability to talk seems to be off right now. But do you think Kyle does not get enough credit as a coach for doing what he did? And this is no knock on Jimmy Garoppolo, who I have the utmost respect for, who I do think is a very good quarterback, but for getting to the 49ers to where they were with a somewhat limited quarterback, especially these last several games, a limited quarterback who was also hurt. So he was even more limited. Yes. Uh, I mean, you know, listen, Kyle gets a lot of credit, gets a lot of blame. That's He's just one of those guys that people like to talk about. But mm-hmm. I, you know, I'll just say, like, when I really realized this guy who knew what he was doing is when they were going up and down the field with Nick Mullins. You know, when Jimmy mm-hmm. set, in the second year when Jimmy got hurt, they weren't a good team, but they were still going up and down. Like, they were just they, – I think they mm-hmm. had more yards with Mullins than they had with Garoppolo per game. Clearly an under-talented quarterback, but that system was just getting them down the field. I think it's known. I mean, you know, there's some angry Ford Niners fans, many, many angry Ford Niners fans. Many. Who, so yeah, angry. Who don't believe that. But I, I think if you can possibly try to get the context of it, of all the things you're angry at Kyle for, for being too conservative, for being too much run game, for not going for it on fourth, fourth and two in the NFC Championship game. And you understand, he had a quarterback who was limited, like physically limited in, in that game, like injury limited. Mm-hmm. And there was going to be some things he did to try to protect that quarterback, to try to protect his offense, to try to not protect his defense more than anything. And mm-hmm. another thing that I believe that Shanahan is valuable is an offensive minded coach who thinks defense. What's more important than peace of mind? Nothing. And that's what NordVPN is here for, to give you peace of mind while you are online. And with all of the threats that you face today on the internet, it is more important than ever to be sure that you have the best VPN you can get. NordVPN is the world's best VPN service, offering the fastest connectivity, most servers, and next-gen encryption to make sure that everything you do online stays secure. Plus, you could use NordVPN on all your computers and devices, no matter the operating system. With NordVPN's unlimited bandwidth, you never have to worry about a slow connection either, and plans started under $4 per month. So grab your exclusive NordVPN deal by going to nordvpn.com slash believe or use the code believe. That's B-L-E-A-V to get up to 70% off your NordVPN plan plus one additional month for free. It's also risk-free with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. I've been around a lot of offensive coordinators who promoted to head coach and they just don't get the defense. They don't understand the defense and they are not respected by the defense. Kyle is respected by defense because he thinks defense. Well, you know, what does he think the most important position on the field is? Defensive line. It's like, Def- oh, absolutely. It's, it's not even close. I mean, they keep drafting defensive linemen. He took the team in part because the I think they're going to be draft. Really- I think they're going to draft another one. In I a couple think months. that would be very, 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 very probable. <laughs> uh, and, and, and maybe not just one. The, the, maybe like, not. This is just so I have one he, in mind, but yeah, he is not just one. <laughs> two on your team that they're not gonna be able to get but no, I, uh, that's like a pipe dream but that's yes, a, i have one that's yes. more more of a possibility okay. in mind <laughs> uh but like like he he was protecting his team he was saying we can win games just by playing defense and run the ball and maybe block a punt and recover it for a touchdown and a stop <laughs> like those things uh and with a quarterback he didn't game plan that way with matt ryan and sure as hell not when the number one offense in football one of the, you know one of the most explosive mm-hmm. offenses in the hist- recent history of football so just think about okay now we'll see rookie quarter you know first year quarterback but the skill set is there does things do things open up i thought he could have used uh 
Trey Lance more on third and fourth and short than he did mm-hmm. this season. He just decided not to. I understand. I asked him about it many times. Uh, I think they could have used him on third and short and fourth and short in the NFC Championship game. Kyle was just not going to do it. He just not think it was right. I think that's fine. It's his team. He knows a hell of a lot more than I will ever know. I, I think they left an open opportunity there to get Trey Lance interesting snaps and possibly be the edging game. The people are all over me for, for predicting that it could happen in playoffs a couple of times. And I was being told that Trey's out. I, I think I'm even said this to you. Like I was being told, like it's on the table. It doesn't mean it's going to happen. It's still up mm-hmm. to Kyle, his gut, his job, whatever. That, that's who he is. He's got to decide this, but it was in the conversation. And there were some people who were pretty intrigued by it, not named Kyle Shanahan. That's fine. Who's like, you know, wouldn't it be terrible that like, okay, we score a touchdown and go two point conversion with Trey Lance out in the field. Uh, and if that leads to Trey Lance on the field for third and three, and that leads to Trey Lance on the field, like fourth and one, I would have been interested. It could have screwed up everything granted. And it's easy for me to say, but like those ex- expansion of what they can do, I thought they could have done a little bit this season. Mm-hmm. I think we will see it next season like there's just extra things that they could put in there run all the same stuff run all the you know you know zone blocking system all those things but and barros is big on this and i've come come more to his opinion like more power aaron banks mm-hmm. is a power play like they like when he was drafted like what are you doing with this guy? he's not zone blocking at all he's a mm-hmm. he's power uh, I don't know. He might not be either. <laughs> from yeah, well, yeah. Things. Yeah. Time, time yeah. will tell if he, yes. if he ends up being uh, anything at but, all. No disrespect. But if, you know, if you if you move him in there and you just start running power, I think, he, you know, Notre Dame power, he, he, he might be a little bit more into that. So we'll see. Um, you know, and Trey is a big dude, right? And we know he's a big yeah. dude. He, and he did not run like a fast guy last season. No. He ran like a fullback. Like he yeah. ran... Now, he didn't run through people like you could tell a couple of linebackers where he really didn't run through them. But I think he's he's kind of a power guy. He's kind of get a sh- lower shoulder and bust in there. Uh, got to stay healthy, obviously. With, with the yes. Garoppolo's, they got to learn how to slide. But yes, um, like I, I do think there's going to be different things in this offense. And I think Shanahan is going to, you know, well, however much he loved game planning for Jimmy because he knew Jimmy was going to re- Get him out of a bad play, get him in, in, in a good one. Figure out which side of the field he's got to throw to. He might have thrown to the wrong team sometimes, but figure out what side of the field he's got to throw to. And I'm sure, I, I don't think he's sure about what he's going to get out of Lance, nor, nor could he be. It's bad and bite. But I just think the expansion of the offense is going to be very interesting and it will look different. And some of the criticisms that Fortnite fans have over Kyle's conservative game plan. Uh, might be alleviated, might not. But again, and as I've written, there's reasons why he tried to avoid turnovers. Avoiding turnovers is good. They usually yes. win when they avoid turnovers. Uh, they play to the defense. Play, you know, you don't want to play like your defense is terrible, and well, right. you've got to score every second. You want you want your defense to be good and play to them. And in in many ways, that's what Shanahan's done. We shall see how it how it expands or stays the same or retracts with. Trey Lance, but I think it's going to expand on a lot of things that we've seen. Oh, I think so for sure. And I think we're going to see a true Kyle Shanahan playback, playbook, not playback, but a playbook. <laughs> Again, I'm having trouble with the speaking, but I think we are going to see a true. We're going to see a different Trace, Tracy Sandler. Oh, I'll say that. Apparently <laughs> yeah. so. Uh, well, there's going to be Trey and there's going to be Tracy. Trey. So, it's, And there's another Trey. It's a lot. This is actually kind of a not that funny story, but I'm going to share it anyway. At the... Uh, at the draft last year when we were still on Zoom and we were talking to Trey Lance, um, I was the last question. And there are people who call me Trey. 
There are people mm-hmm. at the ability that call me Trey. There are people, there are other beat writers that call me Trey. So the the PR person at the end said, last question for Trey. And I was like, oh, he has a new nickname for me. And I was like, oh, no, he means Tracy's asking Trey the last question. Yes, but um, so it's a lot of Trey's. So I, I appreciate it. It's just gonna, you it's you gonna be and fun. he connected in an unknown way to even him. Uh, well, and and he's number five. And when we did five fun facts, that was a thing. So I really feel like it's a great working relationship. We it's, have. It's inevitable. It's inevitable. inevitable. So it, Branch had Jimmy. We know that Branch and Jimmy had that little thing going on. They did. It's going to be Trey and Trace. You're Trace Trace. to me, by the way. You know that. I call you Yes. You call me Trace. Everybody has, like, Cam calls me Lady FG, fangirl. (laughs) I mean, everybody's, you know, got a nickname, which I like. I'm totally, totally fine. But this is not about me, even though it is called the Tracy Sandler Show. This is not about me. This is about the 49ers. Before we look a little bit, as the combine is, of course, this week, um, before we look at a little bit of draft needs, you know, from a coaching staff perspective, Kyle Shanahan has a lot of positions to fill. Is this the greatest, I hate to use this word because it feels very dramatic, but it is a little bit the most adversity in that area. Not, not that anything was dramatic, but that's a, that is a, a big deal and sometimes not taken into account as much, but he's going to have a lot of new faces on that coaching staff. Biggest transition for him, for sure, especially at his, his thing, offense, right? I mean, he's, he's kept mm-hmm. most or all of his offensive guys uh, for all these years. You don't normally have that go on forever. This is not going on forever. And they've switched some defensive stuff, obviously, leaving Sala and, and, and getting D'Amico in there. And, and they've had, they've rotated through a, a couple of defensive backs, coaches now he's thinking of, and, and here and there. And they they did not start with Caseric. They brought in Caseric. So, like, there's been mm-hmm. some stuff there. Uh, offense has remained, had remained, you know, they, they mm-hmm. lost the floor before last year going with Sala, but he had always had McDaniel there with him. So, this is going to be different. This is going to be, you know, He's going to have to make some much more adjustments that way to the to the meetings, to the game planning, to just what he's hearing in his headphones. You know, as mm-hmm. he's calling plays, we know he picks the plays, but people chime in. Uh, mm-hmm. McDaniel, I'm sure, was his go-to guy for runs. Right? Like, what what are we going mm-hmm. to do here? And McDaniel could give him a op- list of options that he was very confident in. Uh, reading Barrows, I you know Chris Forster, I think is going to get a much larger role. Mm-hmm. Uh, known for some other things around the league, but I think he's a really <laughs> sharp guy uh, and is connected to Kyle. Has you know, Kyle's been has been with Kyle a few times. Uh, you know, is he Mike McDaniel? I don't know. Uh, we, we'll have to see. Um, I'm pretty confident. You know, Kyle's been pretty good. You know, he gathered these guys around him in the first place in Washington, right? Yes, he did. You know, so you know McVeigh and you know Matt Lafleur, Mike Lafleur, like these guys gravitate have gravitated to him in the past i can't imagine why they wouldn't these younger generation wouldn't Mm -hmm. gravitate to him again my god you get a chance to work for kyle shan on offense you're going to be a head coach at some point like this is what you have to think and these guys are ambitious these guys understand it's the mcveigh shanahan thing uh it seems to be who people are hiring now uh i don't know if i've heard bobby slowak is certainly is is a candidate to, to move up or already has moved up I don't know that Kyle's going to have an offensive coordinator off his court. But remember, he didn't until last year in the first place because right. he had the co-guys, the floor, and McDaniel. So he wasn't going to have them both be OC. And then the floor goes, so McDaniel's OC. And that's how he gets those press conferences. And that's how he becomes semi-famous that's, that's, for, for uh-huh. that. And, like, and, <clears throat> and I don't think they have another guy ready for that. But I think, again, I, I would have thought we would have had more names by now. But I know Kyle takes a lot of time off. Uh, you know, he, he, he spends it with his family right after the season. It was a long season. Uh, mm-hmm. It was extended even. It was 17-game season. 
So maybe some things start to happen. I, I just have confidence in guys who attract like Jim Harbaugh attracts good assistant coaches. Like I, I knew that. Like I knew that at Stanford. Like he attracts good assistant coaches. Once you have that track record, it's mm-hmm. it almost never changes. You don't all of a sudden get bad at, at choosing right. assistant coaches. Uh, Bill Belichick attracts good assistant coaches. We've seen it over and over again. They they, they leave, they leave. He can he just keeps replenishing with smart people because smart people want to come work for you. Right. I think it's going to be the same for, for Kyle Shanahan. We just haven't really seen Anthony Lynn's a good, you know, very, mm-hmm. very good addition. But just I don't gonna know. ask about that. Yeah, he, he's not going to be in that McDaniel role, I don't think. Um, I think he's much more in, in the Bobby Turner role and also mm-hmm. just as a as a confidant for, for Kyle. Like he, you're been a head coach, share some of this responsibility of running a practice or talking to some of the guys or like, like mm-hmm. that influence a leader. Anthony Lynn, you know, I, I think Kyle is going to be his own offensive coordinator largely again. But we know Kyle; he could he could coach every position on the offense. That's just that's absolutely who he is. so. Maybe a little more role for Kyle. Um, it'll be interesting to see who's exactly assigned to to Trey Lance because it was Scandarello, right? Bobby Slow and Scandarello, and Rich Scandarello leaves. But I don't. I mean, I like Rich. I've heard you know he's certainly been around a lot. I don't think he was one of the Kyle guys. I just don't feel that like he was a Kyle guy mm-hmm. uh we'll, we'll see if they can come up with another one maybe it's somebody we don't know maybe it's somebody we haven't heard of uh but it, it's a big drain but I think on that side of the ball Kyle can fill I mean I don't know if Kyle wants to do every job right. but Kyle could do a lot like Belichick oh my god who's gonna replace this person freaking Bill Belichick's gonna replace this person yeah. like this is this is how he does and then somebody rises to the moment and then Belichick can move to something else and I think there's there's some Belichick Kyle not in personality but there's some Belichick Kyle kind of you know correlation and that's why they do like each other a lot. I think they think that they're they're not BS guys. They're not out there doing every single podcast or every single TV show. But mm-hmm. it's football. It's all football. Those two guys yeah. are football guys, and that attracts a level of coaching IQ that I think some other places might not. That makes a lot of sense. So here's my next one. Who's going to be QB2? Yeah, I mean, everyone, Tyrod Taylor is just certainly, I mean, the Anthony Lynn relationship is very strong. Makes a lot of yeah, sense. Yeah, it makes so much sense. You know, not a runner uh, per se, but either is Trey, you know, much more of just a mobility guy. I've heard only good things about Tyrod everywhere he's been. Uh, coaches love him. Teammates love him. Uh, you know, wouldn't be threatening Trey Lance to be the starter, but certainly you would not be terrible if you had Tyrod Taylor starts four games for you if Trey's, if Trey's right. hurt. Uh, I think that's – I've heard Josh Johnson thrown out there. I mean, you know, not as – I don't think he's a QB too, but another guy who's you know been in a lot of systems, coaches love him. We know how much Harbaugh loved him. Like how many times mm-hmm. they signed him? About 15 times under Harbaugh. Played college under Harbaugh at University of San Diego. Um, and he, those was, are the he names. was there under Shanahan too. Yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Like he's he's a guy that smart coaches like like you just see who signs him. Now, Josh has been through like 14 different teams, so not every single one. But like, as I said, if if Jim Harbaugh and Kyle Shanahan like you, you're probably a pretty good guy to have in a room. So, yeah. I, so I, you know, again, there's other guys. I mean, Flacco is a guy they've been interested in the past, but like that's a very different kind of quarterback than Trey Lance. So I'm not sure. I, I, I don't think they've got to duplicate Trey Lance. Sometimes no. I think that's a little overstressed, but I, I would say, you know, you want a solid guy that you could say, Hey, wait a minute. Trey's going to miss five games. He's been hurt twice already, by the way, as, as a yeah. rarely played rookie. 
I think he had like 170 snaps and he got hurt twice. One of them was in training camp or preseason game, but, but still. Um, still, absolutely. Still so counts. You, you, you do want, you do want somebody you can, you, it was, the season isn't thrown away if you play four games and somebody better than Nick Mullins or TJ Beathard. And, and maybe again, we don't sleep on Nate Sudfeld. Nate Sudfeld. Yeah. We'll see about that one. <laughs> uh, but you know, Colt McCoy walks in and beats the 49ers. Like, and I'm not right. saying Colt McCoy is great. We all saw Colt McCoy when he was a 49ers backup. Yeah. But like you, you need a guy like that. You have that amount of confidence. Like he could come in and beat the Cardinals, beat the Seahawks if you absolutely need him to win a game. Uh, and I would not put Nate Sudfeld in that category. Might be wrong, but I would not put him in that category. Tyrod Taylor, I think, is just makes so much sense. Um, and you know they'll they'll start signing people March 16th, and we'll probably hear about it a little bit before that. 49ers starting quarterbacks have had a very difficult time beating the Seahawks. So perhaps the key <laughs> yeah, yes. is to have the second string quarterback Absolutely. beat the Seahawks. You yeah, know absolutely. what? That's we I think we solved it. So you're welcome, guys. Done Next year, oh, 2-0 against the Seahawks. You are welcome. Uh, all right. So figured it. Tracy figured it out. I figured it out. You know what? We're pro- we're problem solvers here at the Tracy Sandler Show, and I think we have gone and solved the our Trey problem. Sandler Show. Trey Sandler. The Trey Sandler Show. Just to further confuse things, it's now the Trey Sandler Show. Tons of people take multivitamins, but it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high quality vitamins, minerals, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day right. Their special blend of ingredients supports gut health, your nervous system, your immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's also lifestyle-friendly and fits a wide range of diets. There's only one gram of sugar and no chemicals or artificial anything. Reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop in a cup of water every day. That's it. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash believe. That's B-L-E-A-V. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash believe. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. These products are not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Athletic Greens, take ownership of your health. All right, so it is a combine week, uh, and uh, the Niners will obviously be taking a look at some prospects. They do not have a gazillion draft picks, but they got some. There's probably, as discussed earlier in the show, another one coming imminently, uh, even if it's not in February, but in early March. In these next couple of days, of course, I got the Jimmy Garoppolo trade. So what do you see? as the greatest draft needs. I have a few people written down. I have a few ideas, but I always like to hear what the great Tim Cobb Oh, who, who doesn't? I, I would say- <laughs> well, I mean, this is my second time having you on the show, so I mean, I, know, I really do I know, like it. The ratings must be, uh, must be pretty good here. Uh, <laughs> Through the roof. Pass rusher. I always think pass rusher. Defensive line, I mean, we were joking about it before, mm-hmm, but it is mm-hmm. I thought that they were going to take a, a pass rusher last year at 12, and it turns out they did something else in the draft in the first round that was other than that, uh, but- I think always with Lynch and Shanahan, you think pass rusher because it's so integral to what they do defensively. It's so important that they're valuing the way they look at the game is to have a mm-hmm. pass rusher to wipe out the, the, the passing game if they can. They got Nick Bosa on one side. Can they 
you know, they, they spent a lot to bring out D Ford and he was good for as long as he was healthy and they've tried to stick with him and he's just not been healthy. And I know they can't count on him. I know they're mm-hmm. not counting on him. You know, Ed Buchan, they've got some guys, but like, it's not, like, they want two really good end rushers and they got one. So, and you normally can't get those guys, you know, with a fourth round pick, you'd normally have to spend a first or second round pick to get them. Uh, I think their first pick is going to be a, a defensive lineman and preferably a pass rusher for them. Cornerback obviously is another one, you know, mm-hmm. you know, always. They, they've, yeah. They've got Mosley and Ambry Thomas, but guys get hurt. Guys go in and out. Mosley's been hurt. Ambry Thomas played three good games. You know, how much can you count on that? Uh, they got Lenore, but you know, notice he got jumped very quickly and very resolutely very by Ambry quickly. Thomas. And then Dante <laughs> Johnson jumps over him. So, mm-hmm. I think you could always use a cornerback. I, I don't know where that would be because I think the, we, you know, we t- we've heard the stories about when they were interviewing Shanahan and Lynch. You know, they say interview them both. Clearly, it was Shanahan interviewing Lynch, but it's okay. <laughs> they, I mean, Jed and Parag kind of wanted a bigger picture of what they were. And they asked mm-hmm. them both to kind of put where would you put your resources separately? Like you have these pieces, where would you put your resources? And they both loaded up on the defensive line. They yeah. both believe in defensive line. We know how much they've done. They've drafted Kinlaw. They've drafted, you know, Solomon Thomas. They've, they've done all these things and traded uh, DeForest Buckner, but they might want to go back on that one a little bit. Um, I think defensive line, maybe two defensive linemen uh, might be where they go. Let's see what happens with DJ Jones and free agency. Right. Uh, but I think they could use a premium level pass rusher to, to come on from the other side from Nick Bosa. And I think that is the most likely pick in the second round. That's what I would say. Their, their top pick defensive end pass rusher slash, you know, and they don't tend to like those, you know, 220 pound pass rushers either. They like the 250, 270 pound pass rusher. That's what I'm looking when I, when I look around, I don't know mm-hmm. if that's who you've circled, but th- that profile would be the kind of guy I think they'd be, they'd be going for, for the, for their first pick. I like uh, Trayvon Walker out of Georgia. Okay. I think that. Well, obviously, my <laughs> he might not be there. Yeah, he he may not be. be. Obviously, yeah. my number one pick is Aiden Hutchinson. But since we know that's not going to happen, unless they do go ahead and trade like everybody. half the team, everybody, everybody. for, for yeah. Aiden Hutchinson, which you know I might support just out of bias. But um, I don't. I think I, he may not be there. He definitely he may not be there. But that would be if I were the 49ers that would be kind of my, if I could make that happen. Yeah. Make that happen. Like you, I also you, saw him play against Michigan and I was like, yeah, that guy really good. Really, we really had a lot really, of good guys in that game. As I recall, a lot of good guys. <laughs> I remember that guy. I was like, who, yeah, wasn't, that guy, who wasn't good. good. Who wasn't good against Michigan in that <laughs> well, game. Well, Very, very few people, but I'm just saying that was a name that um, jumped out at me where I was like, yeah, him good at his job. Just yep. throwing it out yep. there. You can't job. ever have enough pass rushers. <laughs> Never. And again, we've seen the Super Bowl. Or running Los- backs. <laughs> or running backs, although you can get those guys in the fifth or sixth round. But yes. like, we just, like, the Rams dominate the Super Bowl or, you know, pull it out, win it by with a pass rush. And mm-hmm. the year before, Tampa Bay wipes out Patrick Mahomes with a pass rush. You don't always get your pass rush there. You can't always assume you're just going to destroy the other team. But you must have that in in, in your roster for you to think you can go after a Super Bowl. And again, that's why Lynch and Shanahan have bonded. And I think they believe that's what got them the Super Bowl in 2019. They believe it was a strong part of how, listen, you know, the two years of Bosa has been healthy. What have they done? They've gotten at yeah. least to the NFC Championship game. Yeah, uh, and, if, and if you can build around that, which they clearly want to, uh, then 
I, I just I just see that that's their value. That's what they see when they look at a roster. What do you need? Okay, we got to have two pass rushers. And right now mm-hmm. they've got one. Right now they've won. It'll be interesting to see that by the time of the draft, they'll have a much better idea of what happened. Well, they'll have a complete idea of what happened in free agency, but O-line could mm-hmm. become yeah. a, a big thing. You know, should Alex Mack retire? Should they lose Lake and Tomlinson? Then all of a sudden O-line becomes a big deal. And I don't think that you can underestimate how important it's going to be to have a very good center yes. with essentially a rookie quarterback. It might be a second year, but essentially Trey Lance will be a rookie quarterback. So I think that becomes um, an extremely important position, but of course we'll have free agency before that. So we'll and, yeah, and as they, maybe they're a little gun shy because they did use a second round pick on a guard last year. And uh, again, I think I even said this, like I've heard like they were really disappointed with him, really disappointed with Aaron Banks. Well, I think uh, it showed. Yeah, yeah, still on the team, you know, so, you know, there will we'll see how that works, but. And guys get better from their rookie year and second year, but very rarely do you hear about a second round pick who they frankly think is bad and he turns into somebody good. Like very rarely does that happen. So, so we'll see. Uh, and he wasn't a guy like who missed a year and is coming back and like, no, he was a very varsity player for Notre Dame uh, and was considered overdrafted when they took him in the second round. And probably wish they overdrafted him, but it's like, mm-hmm. do you go in? Oh, let's go get Aaron Banks again. We did so good on that one. Um, I don't know. I also, but you don't want to, you know, be shy on that stuff, right? You don't want to let one mistake build on another mistake. They will need, they need youth on the offensive line. There's no question. Like their left tackle is 33 and their left guard. If they resign Lincoln Thompson will be 31. I think Alex Mack is 35, 36, 36. I think. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean like their best offensive linemen are not young. So you do want to keep filling up there if you possibly can so yeah take two offensive linemen if you can with some of their picks they have some extra ones with the comp picks mm-hmm. but um we again again we've seen it you know when it comes down to it, what do they take defensive line or offensive line they take defensive, defensive line. line that's what they, that's what they do and then they pay trent williams 25 million dollars to come, come join them later <laughs> um, and that's a whole different it's, a, it's just a, you can just see their approach i mean what we're saying is you see their tendencies and their tendencies are to draft defense and then trying to build the office, except for the one they trade three number ones for a quarterback. Perfect. And that's a whole other thing. Well, but I guess you could make the argument that as important as your defensive linemen are, your quarterback's pretty important. Too. Might be more important. Just slightly. Might, might be more important. Just might be more important. Uh, you know, and you brought up something that I think is kind of an interesting point, just because we are going into draft season and nobody is going to listen to what I'm about to say. Cause Twitter, Twitter is going to be angry and upset and yelling. But just remember, like what we were talking about Aaron Biggs, like the draft in so many ways, they probably did overdraft there. But in a lot of ways, it's a crapshoot. You know, there are, there are some players that are guaranteed to be great. And then a lot of the others, and you can't be shy. You know what you're saying? Like they might be shy. Do they want to get Aaron Biggs again? But if they need youth on the offensive line, they need youth on the offensive line. They're not going to take them in the second round, but that's their job. But I just, basically this is a plea to Twitter to just maybe chill a little bit and let it's them Twitter's do their drafts. Specialty. Twitter specialties being chill. And <laughs> let, let them do their drafts, see how it all plays out. It's not all going to be perfect. We all know that you guys at home would have done a better job. Goes without saying, obviously, but that is, that is my, my Twitter plea. But I just thought that was interesting when you said that about them being shy, because of, of course you would be, but at the end of the day, your job is still to build a football team. So you kind of, you got to have a short, don't they always say this? You have, a, have to have a short memory in the NFL. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to make mistakes and learn from them. Do better next time. Uh, and yeah, you're right. When, right. when I say that, I was like, yeah, this is not smart 
general managing, but it does like you do see that teams do like, oh my god, we yeah. can't do that again. Uh, they they need they need to draft a couple offense linemen again. McKivitz, you know, fifth round pick might not be bad. Like they you know they you know mm-hmm. they, they might have hit a couple in there, uh, but I don't know that I don't know that Aaron Banks was <laughs> for sure. No, I um, don't think so. I think Aaron Banks may um, just turn out to be a complete. Yeah, they, you know, the this, previous regime uh, had missed on some guards, as we all know. So, yes. um, you know, the draft is in his act. I mean, the Ravens are the best drafting team in the league. There's no question about it. And they have misses, too. Like, this is this happens. You can't just, as I always say, sure, there's some problems, but they've also drafted four potential Hall of Famers last five years. Yes, they have. Uh, and I don't know that anyone else can say that. And, you know, we'll see how Trey Lance is, whether that's he's a fifth or not. Mm-hmm. But like, what's your roster like? But that's you don't compare the drafts; you compare the roster. The roster and their rosters. The roster is very good, and potentially could be a lot better with, with Trey Lance takes it to another level. So, not everyone's going to hit. It's an easy, you know, uh, it's not an excuse. You want to hit everyone you can. You get hit for the high picks you miss. But mm-hmm. um, what's what does the roster look like at, at the end of it? And their rosters look pretty good for about three years now. And then they got injured a lot of injuries two years ago. But like this, this this is a very good roster and they're all still pretty young you know the, of the top guys mm-hmm. but certainly boza warner and debo uh, are, are all very young i guess kittle, kittle yeah young. kittle's young trent williams is not i was just thinking trent williams for some reason they didn't mm-hmm. draft him but uh, he's not young but like these are these are great players these are great players mm-hmm. and great players is how you win playoff games and we've seen them win some playoff games and a team that was three and five and ended up in the NFC championship game. That says a lot about the guys that you've drafted in the roster you built. Yep. Yep. You know, and, and Ambry Thomas, bloop, you know, and he, to the coaches, head coaches, great surprise. Again, which is one mm-hmm. thing I like about Kyle. He'll say it. Like most coaches will say, I wouldn't have bet on this guy doing this. There's no, I'd be I asked him, I asked him both, <laughs> both the times he said it, it was me asking, of course, because the Michigan guy. So I was at, but both times it had, I was yeah. like, he is answering this question so beautifully for yes. my story. Thank yes. you, Kyle. And for all of our stories. Thank you, Tracy, yes. by the way. <laughs> oh, you're and very welcome. He basically was saying, this guy was horrible. This guy was terrible. And now he's, <laughs> he's good. Like, that's pretty good. That's amazing how that happened. Because he was horrible like, for a couple games there. He, he was, was horrible. horrible. He was horrible. And then, you know, and then when we asked Amphrey about it, he said, well, I mean, I didn't play for a year and I just got to the yeah. bell. And, yep. you know, yep. but that's good. Good for him. So young players, you do, you know, you, you got to get you got to grade on a scale and we'll see. But certainly he's his arrows going up. His, I, I just I, I didn't know what they were doing with Josh Norman last year, frankly. And I wrote like I just didn't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, Kyle likes him. He does stuff. But like, what's the point of playing a bad aging personal foul drawing cornerback when you have two draft picks like just what's the point of that maybe they bought, bought a couple weeks for Ambry thomas i could be wrong that, that's i understand some of that but i just didn't see what the point like he's getting personal fouls that are losing you games i don't know i mean again i think kyle's yeah. the one is like finally just said okay and I, I supported the guy but we we can't have him on the team anymore and i cannot not imagine he will be on the team I would be shocked if he was on the team anymore. All right. I have, before I let you go, um, here's a question on two people. Will they be on the team next year? Uh, we'll call this little quick hits question. Okay. Raheem Mostert? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I just don't know. I, I just, he's liked more by them than probably most other teams. He fits the scheme so well. No one's going to give a running back who missed most of the year uh, with a knee injury 
a big contract and he's had, he's had other injuries. So why mm-hmm. not come back as a second running back behind Elijah Mitchell? Why not? You know, I don't think they believe in Trey Sermon <laughs> enough to say he's your not RB2. Yet. And you know they play the RB2. Like that's you know it's constantly gonna you're gonna get yards get carries so why can't Mostert be RB two uh, you know in, in a in a you know incentive laden deal which you know, agents hate when you say that because that's not real money but right. uh, prove it deal and this team right could, could, would any be shocked if they resign him and he, he starts five games and he gains you know six hundred seventy yards in those five games no nope. not at all I'd almost be shocked yeah. if that didn't happen exactly to be so. Like, why wouldn't you do your prove-it deal in a system you know? You, and, and Elijah Mitchell's talked about multiple injuries. He's got two injuries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So running backs get hurt. Raheem Mostert's got hurt. Why not just come back and be a guy you can plug in for five games? Um, I think he's going back, yeah. All right. I said two players, but I changed my mind. It's going to be four. Well, but we'll be quick. Said, wow. <laughs> but it'll be quick. It'll be quick. Okay. Jaquaski tart No, no, I, I, I don't think he's Agreed. Bad. You know, in fact, I've kind of been told that, you know, I think they like him. He's a stand-up guy. Uh, but it gets hurt too much for them to be able to commit what it will probably take in the free in, in the free agent market to bring him back. And they've got Talano, Talano, uh, and Tarvarius Moore, Tarvarius Moore. Like they've got guys, uh, and they'll probably draft another safety. You know, this is what happens in the NFL. This is what happens in the mm-hmm. NFL. And they've they've sunk their money into Jimmy Ward at safety, and they're not gonna. You know, you don't want two veteran safeties taking up a, a high percentage of your cap. So I would say Tart's gone. K1 Williams. That's a tough one. If he gets an, if, if he gets any kind of other offer, I think they will not match it. I, I don't think they're getting a bidding war for for him. He gets hurt so much, yeah. Uh, and I think his coverage skills have dropped off. He's still great hitter, you know. He's, he's might be the yeah. best blitzer, but you're not paying a slot corner for that. And just to say, I mean, Cooper Cup beats everybody, but if you're in a big game and you're guarding Cooper Cup, are you confident putting Quan Williams on him? Well, no. I no. think we, so yeah. I, I, I can't see K1. I, I just, if, if, if he comes back at a cheap price, maybe, but I don't know that he's wants to do that. And I don't know that they're going to go much above even, you know, a minimum sort of deal for him, not minimum contract, but what right, you would but, expect a veteran slot corner to get. So I, I think that's a tough one. I, I would guess they would not bring him back. I don't know who they would have there as their third corner, but which is a valuable position, but yes. I don't, I think the days of them, putting a high value on, 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 on him are, are pretty much over. Well, I could see them potentially, I say this every year, so we'll see, but maybe potentially actually investing, like really investing. In, yeah. Yeah. Again, uh, in you that know, one, it, in one guy, I'm not saying yeah. necessarily it has to be like a shutdown corner, yeah. but putting some investment in uh, either someone to challenge Mosley and or Ambry Thomas for the starting position or someone who becomes their nickel, but I could see them potentially making an investment, well, which brings me back to my last player for sure. you. What happens to Jason Verrett next season? It's a good question. I mean, it's going to be his his mindset. I think he certainly wants to play still. Mm-hmm. Uh, will he come back? They cannot pay him anything, but you know, a veteran's minimum cannot. They, they wasted right. a year of salary on him. They wasted two years on uh, salary on him. Uh, out of four or out of three, whatever it's been. Uh, mm-hmm. you, you have to presume he's going to hurt. Cornerbacks do get hurt. He gets hurt a lot. He has gotten hurt throughout his career. If you bring him you know, I don't even know if you can guarantee him a roster spot. I'm, in fact, I right. would say you cannot guarantee I don't know that you spot. can. So is he willing to come back for that, for this system? Does he want to go elsewhere? I, I don't know. Uh, my guess, I, I always tend to the go to something else, turn the page. 
Um, maybe they do like him, but man, they've been burned by, you know, not, it's not his fault. No, but, but bringing him back this year and counting on him to be a number one corner was a mistake, was a big mistake. So they would never do that again. But again, we talk about, you know, being shy about certain things. It just feels like that might be one reaction. Like, you know what? We went as far as we could with you. Why don't you like, if you're going to play, play elsewhere. Now, if you're him, you have to play somewhere that has natural grass, right? You cannot play. On, on artificial surface cannot but the 49ers play a bunch of games on artificial surface so yeah like, that's I still true know, yeah i don't know how they can think that he would get through even you know four or five or six games it's just a tough position as yeah. he's you know his body's had to endure i would guess not again another one of those if he's willing to take a really discount price and he likes the being around the 49ers and we have seen players who like being around the 49ers Maybe, mm-hmm. but man, I don't know how much you can line up your roster with guys like that. Like we saw what happened last year or two years ago. I, I just, at some point you can't do it and you gotta, you gotta turn the page and just get to try to get somebody healthy who you know is going to be out there and, and they cannot say that. Basically. Well, Tim, thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate it. It was fun as, as always. always. Great trace. Always appreciate being on. And, uh, we will, we will see if you and Trey Lance can just get the Trey Trace thing straightened out. That will be a big part of next season. It'll be a, b- a big storyline. Big yeah, storyline yeah. for sure. Absolutely. Uh, well, if you guys like what you heard, first of all, make sure to tune in on that forever. Uh, but if you like what you heard, and I know you did, please make sure to leave us a five-star review. Follow us on Instagram at Fangirl Sports Network. We were brought to you today by Bet Online. And with that, I'll talk to everybody later this week. Bye, all. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.